Welcome everyone to our first episode or podcast of Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. I'm Dutt and this is Colby. We're coming tonight to talk with some some really good hot topics that we think you guys will be interested in. So stay tuned for some good stuff tonight. Um, our first segment that we we like to call Coming In Hot is going to be some current events that I think uh, will be of interest and possibly have some some really good um, opinions on. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, one current event that we uh, just found out about this weekend, um, it especially hit home with the with the Bama Nation. Uh, one of our own, John Mechie, uh, was diagnosed with um, leukemia. Uh, thankfully, it's a very curable uh, kind of yeah. leukemia, and uh, you know, absolutely, our thoughts and prayers. Go out to John and his family, and uh, you know, Mech was he was in the middle of rehabbing that ACL that he tore in the SEC it. championship. He's had a he's had a rough rough uh, six months. Right, but but even Nick came out today and said, you know, that this is something. Any any time John's ever had a something come up, he he's overcame right. it, mm-hmm. and and you know, we we know he's going to overcome this. Absolutely, he's going to come back better than ever. Um, so. You know, we can't wait to see him playing for the Texans. Uh, yes. Probably won't be this season. Um, but, John, get healthy. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. We raise yep. a bourbon yep. to you. And God we can't, speed, John. can't wait to see you on the field next year. Well, with that being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you dive into uh, the well, first topic. You know, speaking of, of uh, college football, uh, the season kind of unofficially got started this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank, this this God. this past week was uh, when we had all the the conference media days. The coaches, the top players, they get together, and uh, you know, they get the media ask questions. They they give their preseason picks for who's going to win the conferences. Which you know, it's too early to to yeah. really get into that. But a couple of the hot button topics that I like to touch base on. Uh, obviously, the, the one that has dominated the, the media is the whole Saban versus Jimbo uh, versus Dion, uh, where, where Nick came out and said that, uh, you know, basically said that Texas A&M uh, bought their team. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, I want to say, first of all, I think what Coach Saban had to say on the NIL, specifically Texas A&M. I mean, I think we all agree, and I think Coach Saban agrees, he wish he hadn't been so specific in who he called out, but his, his whole message was taken out of context. I agree. I mean, one thing I think, you know, and I could objectively say this about Coach Saban, is that, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of Alabama, obviously, you know, we're all pro-Saban, but if you're not, then you're going to criticize everything he says and does. You know, whether it was the the speeding up of or the the non-speeding up of offenses and then the unsafe issues for defenses. But one thing I do know about Coach Saban is he's he's about the college football game. He he is. He's usually looking out for the best interest, and he and he, usually when he comes out and tells people something, it, it's kind of a warning that yeah. this is going to affect the game, and if you don't change it. And this is the rules you want to play by. Then I'm going to adjust, and yeah. I'm going to show you. You know, we saw that today with a little uh, 
other announcement for Alabama on well, yeah, on the NIL, yeah, which we'll, we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, I know right. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, I'm but, jumping the gun. Yeah, that 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 came, that did come out today, um, where uh, you know, due to NIL is now kind of unleveled the recruiting playing field, and there's probably a lot of people that would disagree with that. But to me, it's it's it helps the rich get rich. Yeah, the haves and the have-nots, for exactly. sure. You for know, sure. Uh, Lane Kiffin during the media days, he came out and said that, uh, so the NIL is now legalized cheating. <laughs> I, I, I get what he was trying to say, but I don't really agree. You know, the way, it's yeah, kind of like, okay. like Nick calling out A&M. Lane shouldn't have quite put it in those terms. Um, Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know the, the term cheating and the NIL; those are contradictory, you right? Know, in in their own self. I mean, the the NCAA, <clears throat> to be honest with you, my opinion on the NIL is 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 when when the state of California brought the NIL to legislation and made it a state law, it forced the NCAA to to make it legal throughout the whole country, and because we went so fast in the NIL. We didn't have regulations. Right. We didn't have restrictions. And so that opened Pandora's box. For- and, and I'm all for, you know, the universities are making millions and millions of, of dollars off of these young athletes. I'm, I'm all for them getting a piece of the pie. You know, the university's getting rich off of these, these young men. Yeah, the argument in the past was always, well, but they're getting a free education, free room and board. Which is true. That is part of it, but you know, there, there, there's more to it. And that was that was back before you had these huge TV oh, yeah. deals. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, now the money's gotten ridiculous. It has gotten crazy. It has gotten crazy. You know, one thing, one thing that's funny about the uh, the media days is even after Coach, you know, made those statements about Jimbo and Jimbo lost his cool and went off on Coach and. <laughs> Called him all kinds of names, you know. The one thing that stuck to me, and and what I took from the media days, and reading what other uh, people thought that Coach Saban came out of that looking really good. You know, he he made his amends. I think he moved on, and I think ultimately we're we're all trying to figure out, you know, how the the NIL is going to work, and right. and you know, it's it's ultimately going to lead to some more regulation. Well, I don't know if you saw any of the clips, but him and Dion are back to filming Aflac commercials and joking around, so they, you know, they squashed their beef. Uh, and, and you know, what Nick said about that number one recruit that flipped to go to, to Dion and that supposedly he was paid a million dollars, He Nick was just quoting what an article, and Dion's son is actually the one that showed that article. To Dion said, "Look, Dad, it is out there." Right, exactly. And uh, so I think that helped, uh, you know, squash the beef between yeah. between Prime and, and Coach Saban. You know, Prime, Prime's not going to hold no beef. But on Coach Saban. you know, you mentioned earlier about the news that came out today. Uh, of course, we're filming on Monday. I know you guys won't see this till Wednesday, but uh, the news that came out this Monday is that um, Alabama entered into an agreement with Fanatics, where they're going to open a store at the stadium. And the store is going to be set up in such a way where you can get uh, customized player jerseys. So if, if you get a Bryce Young jersey, Bryce is going to get a piece of that yeah, money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's going to be game used and autographed memorabilia. 
So to me, that's where the NIL that was the intended it succeed. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, it goes back to Leonard Fournette when right. he was at LSU and his family wanted to sell some jerseys. You know, just with his image on it, his number, and the NCAA came down on him. Yeah. They were just trying to make a few extra bucks. But you know, when you and I were both at Alabama, I know. I mean, I my roommates played. I had friends that were were players at Alabama, and I saw the struggle. Mm-hmm. I saw the struggle when it came to just spending money. Yep. And you know how ridiculous it is for these players to not even be able to have their parents come see them play over a plane ticket. Right. You know, over a plane ticket, and over the fact that you know you're you're selling in all the bookstores, all the the stores around these college towns. You have their name, image, and likeness all over the place. Video games. Video you games. You know, NCAA uh, on EA Sports. They can't even fly you, their You family. know that's Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's his it's, it's huge well, monster I, running back. I but, think EA Sports is what, that's what. that That's that, kind of what started all of it with the basketball players. Yeah, and and it's started. like, yeah, you don't have my name on that jersey, but it's obvious that that's me, and you're getting rich off of it, and I'm not. That's right. So... Yeah, I think they're, I think they're headed in the right direction. I think it still needs some sort of regulations. I, I, somebody else, it might have been Lane Kiffin again, said something about a salary cap. I don't think that's quite the answer. And 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 my fear when they first came out with the NIL was, is it only going to be the five stars that are making the money? You know, what about the three star center? Yeah, I think each each school is going to have to figure that out how yeah. to, how to balance how everybody NIL can get across it. the board because it's it certainly could potentially create some issues in locker rooms that you you're not going to want to have and I mean ultimately it's it's always going to be an imbalance just like it is in the real NFL you know quarterbacks make X amount wide receivers make X amount right right but but is. but I want everybody to make sure. X, yeah, some yeah. amount. Yeah, uh, and I think I think yeah, the right, it's not going to be it's it's the right schools are going to figure it out, but it's always to me it's always still going to boil down to the haves and the have-nots. I mean, yeah. the the power fives or so to be power fives. I know that's changing, but well, that's that's I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. that was the next thing I wanted to touch on. Is another thing that's coming out of all these media days is all these uh, super conferences. You know, a lot of uh, what's his name from. Uh, Ohio State quarterback, Kirk Herbstreet. Right. Um, he's he, he's he's predicting there's going to be three super conferences when we all when it's all said and done. You know, is that going to be good for football? It's getting away from traditional football. You know, the bowl well, games don't seem to mean as much anymore. I think of the playoffs. I think I think the young people are you know are going to going to grow up in a different world and, and, and us older folks, we're going to have to get used to a change in college football uh, scenery because, you know, ultimately we are going to lose the the normal, you know, rivalry games that we have. You know, ultimately they're going to have to scale back some of those rivalry games. But, you know, I think in the end, you know, even with the super conferences, I mean, it's a changing world. You just got to kind of roll with it. We're still going to have college football. Right. And you know, we're still going to we're still going to have an evolving college playoff and we're going to get what we want. We are going to lose. <laughs> I was about to say playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> oh. Playoffs, yeah. I was I, yeah, when I that kinda, was going to come about. Yeah, I kind of uh 
I kind of wouldn't mind seeing four conferences and then the winner of each conference, that's your playoffs, and, <laughs> I'm and you play down to a national champion. I'm surprised at the Big Ten. The Big Ten really shocked me, man. They, okay, they, okay. They, the SEC, we're, SEC, I say we because, you know, we're SEC. And, and but you, grew, SEC, up, you grew up in Big Ten co- and country. I Big Ten country. That's what I was going to ask you. What, what do you think about USC well, and UCLA joining? I don't, I don't like it. West Coast? I don't like West Coast football. You know that. So, uh but I mean, I think USC, I think UCLA just got carried along with USC because I think that's the two prime. That, yeah, yeah. The USC pack. is is the big dog of of pack, and then I think UCLA is like the Auburn to Alabama. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the little brother. No, I didn't say that. Auburn. Um, I do think what's what's occurring with USC coming over, it might be setting the table for Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. Well, and I think uh, I've read something recently about the TV deal that Notre Dame is seeking to stay independent. And it was like, I don't I can't even remember. I don't really want to say a number because I don't want to be misquoted, but I want to say it was out. 250 million or something. Yeah. I mean, it was a yeah. huge number. They, they honestly don't don't need a conference. They haven't needed a conference. I mean, they their their name in itself carries a tremendous amount of weight with the media, with television, with a large fan base. So okay, I, so you got USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. The SEC is getting Oklahoma, Texas, which that to me they fit better with the SEC than UCLA and USC do yeah, with the Big oh Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely. But but they're still gonna have to, you know, there's gonna be some 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 changes in philosophies. And the Big and, Twelve is is trying to put together some moves. But where does that leave the conference that that we're in the middle of where we live? I mean, I think their media days, their their. Their conference really and and, and the thing about that conference and obviously we're talking about the ACC. Um, the thing about that conference is they're a to me they're a basketball conference. You know they're you got <laughs> well I mean <laughs> you you got Clemson has pretty much owned that conference in football for yeah. for how long now five six years yeah, at least um, at least six years. Um, so they've owned it football wise. I would love and, and I think Miami you know, with, with their new hire and, and some of the things and they've got they've, they've, they've got some good recruits coming in. I hope Florida State, uh, you know, that they get back to winning. But but who from that conference other than maybe those three teams I just mentioned? I mean I think I think UNC is shown a pulse. Yeah, UNC shown a pulse for sure and you know, Mac Brown and then you know they brought in Chiswick for mm-hmm. their defense. So I think uh, I think I mean I think they're getting they're they're certainly in the discussion. But I mean they're, they're if you're Clemson, do you want to leave? Well, I think Clemson's Clemson's natural to go to the SEC. Oh, I think they I think they'd make a great SEC. FSU supposedly was was discussed moving to the SEC back in the '90s. So. You know, it seems natural that they would come along. But. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, I think, Florida State and uh, – was it Florida State and Miami that uh, the, S- they, the SEC was courting them to join before they joined Yeah, the it was Florida State, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Getting back to Clemson for a minute. Another big hot topic. Uh, Deshaun Watson. And uh, all his, you know, they still haven't decided, is he going to be suspended? Is he not going to be suspended? Uh, I saw mm-hmm. where his attorneys in the NFLPA are saying, if you suspend him for a full year, we're going to sue the NFL. I mean, there's... It's going to get ugly. It, it's going to get ugly. It's been ugly enough already, you know, just... You know, I'm disappointed in the whole in the whole topic simply because, you know, I kind of held Deshaun, even even though, you know, we lost to him, you know, I held him in such high esteem, you know, but... Well, we deserve to lose to him because he balled out. Yeah, well, he, I was, mean, he, 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 he earned it for sure. Clemson but is he worth... Is he worth the headache and the everything that, that Cleveland is having to deal with to get him? I mean, you're talking six NFL draft picks that they've traded uh, to get Deshaun Watson. $230 million guaranteed, guaranteed dollars. dollars. And he hasn't. And he's guaranteed to be suspended. And he hasn't played since 2020. No, no. He's guaranteed. And, and, and Roger Goodell's going to send a message. Yeah. Going to send a message, whether it's going to be three games, six, nine, full season, who knows? But, but he's going to be suspended. I mean, well, I mean, twenty-eight and twenty-five. That's his career record as a starter. I didn't know that. Twenty-eight and twenty-five. Of course, you know, that had a factor in the Texans. Well, but they were they were a playoff team. Wow. Yes, they were a playoff team. He actually has won a playoff game, a wild card game. That's true. That's um, true. But like Baker Mayfield. Was twenty nine and thirty. So, you, well, do you know Deshaun's QBR? I don't know his QBR. Uh, I think it was in the eighties. I know his completion percentage was like sixty seven point eight. Um, That's pretty strong. And and his and his touchdown to inter, inter, interception ratio is very good. So, but is he padding stats in garbage time because the Texans were getting blown out and he's going up against a lot of soft defenses? I mean, he's obviously a winner. I mean, he he had a great career at Clemson. Uh, no, he's he's definitely great. But like like you're kind of pointing out is has he been built up to be this top five quarterback that really the numbers don't sound like they kind of kind of it, prove it, themselves it, it's, out. It's questionable. It's questionable. I mean, uh, and then you still got four lawsuits hanging over his head you know he settled yeah, he right. settled he settled 20 of the 24 that's telling in itself uh, yeah uh cleveland i mean cleveland the texans they were also being sued uh by some of the accusers that said he that they basically um covered up and or knew about yeah, what was right, going on right. and, and and didn't put a stop to it so they settled 30 out of 30 of the lawsuits um yeah, I mean, that, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It seems like I, to me. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, pass yeah, judgment and, on and, him. You know, you're know, innocent until you're proven guilty. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a good quarterback, but I think Cleveland, you know, has made uh, another typical move in their long line because they were building. Oh, they yeah, were building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Baker didn't. You know, there's issues with Baker, and but they they were building something in Cleveland. I mean. They they actually made the playoffs, you know. They they built something. They went from the seller to to a contender. Right. And well, and then you got all right. You you committed all these draft picks. You committed two hundred thirty million dollars. But then on top of that, you trade Baker, 
eat ten million dollars of his salary, yeah, and get a fifth round pick back. So you, the number one overall player in the draft four years ago, paid to get rid of you. Him. Paid ten million dollars to a squad to take him off your hands, and and you're going you're going to pay him to you're paying him to go to Carolina. You're going to foot most of his bill at Carolina for the first year at least. Well, why don't we talk about that? Let's yeah. just, just yeah. transition. You know, we're we're filming here from just outside Charlotte, North Carolina. So yeah, that's in our own backyard. Yeah. So it seems seems apropos that we would talk about the Queen City and Queen City sports. So you know, I look I look forward to talking Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah, I mean quarterback battle. You know, that's what that's what Coach Rule talked about today. He talks. That the the battle it's an open battle for all the four. You know you got the incumbent. You got Darnold. Of course you got Baker coming in. You got P.J. Walker yep. who's there. Yep. And then you Who also started have, a few games for them last yeah, year. And won. Yeah, and yeah. won. And then you and got, the, you, the, you got the, the Ole Miss Ole Miss QB uh, Corral. Matt Corral coming yep. in. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the one the one thing that that sticks out to me, and I'm going to look at my computer for these stats because you, you're better at the stats than I am. I have to. Oh, I'm cheating too over here. I know you're cheating, <laughs> but you, you you remember the stats. I have to kind of look. But the one thing, you know, I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and and be upfront and, and admit failure on quarterback predictions because <laughs> I was pretty high on Sam Darnold. I'll you did admit, like him coming out of college. I liked him. You I did. liked him a lot coming that out of college. That was one thing. We we agree on a lot of things. Usually, when it comes to quarterbacking, that's where we don't see quite eye to eye. Well, I think you, my I think my track record on quarterbacks is horrible at this point. <laughs> so I'm a little scared to to discuss we'll, it. We'll but dive, we'll dive a little bit further this. into that when we do our fantasy football preview yeah, show. But we'll save story. that for that, another episode. That'll be a good story. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get a lot of laughs on that. I'm still laughing 20 years later. But you know, I've given Sam so so much leash because I really felt like he he's a stud. But well, think think about it. The twenty what was it twenty eighteen? I think it was yeah twenty eighteen draft. There was five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. So Baker went first, which I didn't agree with at the time. I was like, you know, I think they got caught up in the moment. You know, he. Swag, swag Heisman, overload. Heisman Trophy. Heisman Trophy. Um, so he went first. Sam went the second quarterback taken, number three overall. Yeah. Then uh, Josh Allen went at number seven. That's my guy. Yeah. That's my yep. guy. Uh, Josh Rosen, who just – Cleveland just signed him to come. Yeah. In case they need another quarterback, in case Deshaun gets uh, suspended. So that's, that's, that's kind of ironic. That's yeah, so Josh twist. Rosen – Tenth overall, he's he's with his third team, I believe, because he's he was drafted by Cardinals, Cardinals? went to Miami. I thought he made a didn't. There might have been another little short stop. There might have been another short stop in there, but anyway, he he's been on a different team every year. He went tenth overall, so you got four quarterbacks in the top ten, and only one of them really can you can you call a hit. The yeah, other three yeah. were misses, bad. And then the last quarterback taken in the first round, the last pick of the first round, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. who's like thirty-seven and twelve as a starter. But he's slipping, you know, he's slipping and, and in, he, in some some areas for sure. But and, yeah, and, no, no doubt that 
there was some swing and misses right. in that drive. So now the Panthers are sitting with the first overall taken quarterback and the number three overall taken quarterback. Well, I think Baker was a clear bargain. Of all the deals the, the Matt Rule-led Panthers have done, the Baker deal was easily his best move. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it's, it's, no-brainer. It's, it's, it's no risk. Yeah, potential right. reward, and you know, even like like just give you a few stats. So last year, Darnold had a QBR of forty six, and Baker had a an eighty eight. You know, Baker played last year with a hurt shoulder supposedly right. all season long. So you know, and I think I think we all agree at this point, Baker is easily. The better quarterback. I mean, I thought the Jets factor with Darnold would make a difference. And in defense of Sam Darnold, again, I'm going to give him another little bit of defense. You know, the Panthers' O-line was horrible last year. And he started out good last year when when Christian was there. Yeah. But once Christian got hurt and he didn't have that – that safety, safety net. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's the then then the the wheels fell off yeah. of him again. And when you got CMC in the backfield, I mean, any quarterback can. But but if you're if you're one a quarterback that can raise everybody else right. up and pull the wins out, not have to depend on everybody else. Yeah, and you, and you know you have to have as a quarterback, you have to have that gunslinger mentality, and you want a quarterback that's going to take downfield shots. And with the with the Panthers wide receivers. That they have, we we honestly need a quarterback that's willing to take some shots. And, and you know, Baker's, Baker's a gunslinger. Baker's a gunslinger. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's had a chip on his shoulder his his whole quarterback and, life. And so. that's that's where I'm gonna hold out judgment on Baker because two years ago he had a good season. Last year there was the whole shoulder, even though I think it was his non-throwing shoulder. But still, you're playing through injuries. And you admire these guys for, for playing through the injuries, but it kind of tarnishes their reputation because the teams aren't letting everybody know truly how hurt you are and you're still playing and you're not performing, yeah. then it makes you look bad. So yeah. are we going to get 2020 Baker? Are we going to get 2019 Baker? Are we going to get 2021 Baker? You don't know until – So you're assuming he's starter. No, but, not as, he's coming in late, but what do you think of Corral? What do you think of Matt Corral? Well, yeah. And that was one thing I was going to say. You know, you've got Baker. I mean, I'll, Baker's, I'll, Baker's got a losing record his career, and he's, with, he's been with some good Cleveland teams. Yeah. He's yeah, 29 and 30. Um, Darnold, 17 and 32. OBJ, Landry. And that's including the, the 17 wins with, for Darnold. That was, he only got five last year here. Right. And I think that left him like 12 as a Jet. Yeah, the Jets were struggling. But there again, you want that franchise quarterback to, to raise you up. Um, so basically, between trading for Baker, trading for Darnold, Drafting Matt Corral, they've got three quarterbacks that they've given up between 2021 and 2024, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. And the local media still thinks they've swung and missed on their quarterback. And I don't. And when I look at that roster, I'm not convinced there is a franchise quarterback on that roster. No, but I mean, their their O line got better. 
in, a lot better. They're wide receivers. He's got weapons. Yes, yeah, they're and weapons. They, and they have a potentially, you know, MVP if he stays healthy. And, I mean, I think everybody can agree with uh, CMC in the backfield that Man, they're I, dangerous offensively. And defensively, they're good. Yeah. Defensively, that, they're good. And that's, that's a whole other discussion about CMC because I feel like they – just rode him too hard that oh absolutely you know he 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 may never be the same CMC no and hopefully hopefully they've learned their lesson they did it to Cam Newton they 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 abused him you know and then they did it to CMC and uh, the NFL you you just can't I don't care how big and strong you are I mean Derrick Henry you know he got hurt last year I mean you just you can't take that. Your body's got only got so many hits in it that it can absorb, and uh, you can't just overdo yep. it in one season. It's a true story. NFL, not for long. Yep, that's what it means. All right, so I, I got I got Baker Mayfield starting in Week One. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there, and, and the reason I say that: number one, I think he's the best. He's the best quarterback in that quarterback room. Number two, Cleveland Browns, first game of the schedule. Yeah. And I, you know, he's got the moxie. You can't deny that. I mean, if anything, he is definitely confident, got the swag. Um, if he's putting in the work to learn the playbook, uh, you know, he's coming into it late. That's a disadvantage. Sure, sure. Um, but if he's putting in the work. Yeah, he's been through so many changes and I, yeah, I think he, and yeah, I, I think he's had about a different offensive I, system every year anyway. Yeah, so learning on the fly should not should be a problem. Be an issue for him. So. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I can I can I can see Baker starting week one. Yeah, I think I don't think it. you make the trade if you're not gonna. No, no, I see think what you got. Saw enough of Darnold, so I think I, th- I think we we beat that subject up pretty good. All right, um, so that was coming in hot. Now we like to get to the point in the show where we uh, just a random topic that we choose for for the week's discussion. It was my my week to choose. And uh, I wanted to have a discussion. You hear a lot of talk in the media about who the GOAT is uh, in every sport, every walk of life. And the uh, GOAT being the greatest of all times. And, you know, I'm wondering, is, is that term overused? Uh, what does it even mean? What, what, what are your criteria uh, of what defines being the GOAT? Is it... What you did on the field, is it how many championships you won? How many individual awards did you win? What did you do in the community? You know, is it all of it, all the above, or is it, you know? Well, I mean. What do you you look for, Dustin? Well, I think, uh, obviously, it's such a subjective discussion, first of all. Because, you know, if we're discussing... If we're, like for me, for example, we're discussing Babe Ruth as a goat. Never saw him play. That's another seen thing. video. You know, I've seen footage right. of him. I've studied him. You know, it's it, it's such a difficult context to wrap your arms around. So the subjective part of it makes it to me a fun discussion. Right. So I, I think it's all of the above. I mean I think certainly well, can there be more than one goat? No. Nah, can you give a goat so. goat I mean, for this era, goat for this era, goat well, for this era? I think that might make the discussion easier. Yeah. It might make the discussion easier because I don't care what you say. If your criteria is championships only, well 
you can't necessarily say Michael Jordan without mentioning Bill Russell. Bill Russell, but the, the, from and there again, I we mean, never saw Bill Russell play. In two different positions, and exactly. that's another discussion. Exactly. You can talk about the dead ball era in baseball. The steroid era. Steroid era. You can talk about in basketball. You can talk about uh, the physical era. Before pre-three-point, yeah, post-three-point. Yeah, and traveling era of today. You know, yeah. the isolation game of today. Right. I mean, you imagine Michael Jordan playing the isolation game in today's game. He already has proven he can handle the physical part. Oh, yeah. I'm already giving up one of my goats. <laughs> I think but that one is. That one's. That's actually, think, that we, should be everybody's we, we just go ahead. We just go ahead and start with that one. Michael Jordan Basketball. should be on everybody's goat list. Yeah. I mean, I like LeBron. I like uh, everything about LeBron, except for you know some of his on-field tactics. But as far as LeBron goes, he's he's a, he seems like a good dude. I'm a fan of LeBron. I'm a fan. For the most part, he's a great role model. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. You know, he stays out of trouble. You know, I, he, I, I he, think I think he's one B. You know, a lot of people yeah. call him the goat. They sure. say they say basketball's got two goats. It got, seems like mostly a younger crowd. It, it, yeah, the younger it's crowd, the ones that the didn't ones get that to see him and didn't get to see MJ. Yeah, but th- let's go right into it. So, who you got? Basketball sounds like we both got Jordan. Jordan number one. Yeah, I mean, Jordan. I, I was looking at some of his accolades. Won six titles. Was the MVP of each of those six championship series. Won five. NBA uh, MVPs of the whole league. Uh, 14-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, 10-time scoring champ. And if that ain't good enough. Defensive. Defense. MVP. Nine-time All-Defense. That's the, that's the complete play. That's, yeah. That, to complete me, play. it's it's not just what, you, what you're doing. That's like Steph Curry. Greatest shooter I've ever seen. You know, he's, he doesn't play defense. He steps in a gym. He's open, sure. Uh, yeah, but doesn't play defense. Jordan, nine-time All Defense, three-time steals leader of the league. Yeah, one Rookie of the Year. See, I told you he loves the two, stats. Two-time, you know, two-time dunk champion. You can, you can stop. You and can stop three time, I mean, I can keep going. Three-time AP player. And I didn't even get into college. This non-negotiable. College player of the year. Um, national champ at UNC. Game to me, made the shot too. It made, made the game the winner. Yep. To me, freshman. To me, and and we're going to end the segment with with the goat Mount Rushmore. I'm just going to go ahead and just let it be known right now that one. Is, you can it, you can take Thomas Jefferson's face off yep. the, off the mountain. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan up there. Greatest of all time in NBA, and uh, definitely on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to have that discussion. I, I shut that down whenever I hear LeBron. Yeah, but like I, I said, I, I can go one I, B. Yeah, like I said, I, I I'm, I've got a lot of respect for for LeBron. I think he I actually think he gets treated unfairly. I mean, yeah, absolutely. he gets abused every time he goes in the lane, and they don't call yeah, fouls because no, he's so big and strong. He's so big, yeah. Um, but but now, I, LeBron, I love you, but I don't think you've unseated no, Jordan. No. So where you want to go next? Well, I think I think I don't know. This is a tough one, but I, not for me. I think Babe Ruth. And you want to go baseball? I go baseball. Okay. I, I think 
and, I, and you're you're the baseball player, and and baseball, I would tell you, of all yeah. the the sports, this is the one that I I don't even I don't even know that I, I have a goat in baseball. It's a tough it's a tough discussion for a goat, obviously, but. You know, my thing about Babe Ruth, and, and the one thing in doing a lot of reading and research on Babe Ruth throughout the years is, you know, his size. You know, you see clips of him, and everyone seems to think Babe was just a really... <laughs> you would not have thought he was an athlete. <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't look like an athlete, but if you look at his true stats, six foot two, 215 pounds. Yeah. That's a big man for the 1900s yes, yeah. to the 20s, and then he retired in yeah. the 30s. So Now that's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a big man. And, you know, when he retired, the, you know, I, I through research and reading, he was roughly 225. You, I would have never, I would have, I would have thought I know, 280. No, I know. I swear it was them old wool uniforms that Just made him, made him blew look him bigger. up. Yeah, no, the dude was, I mean, he was an athlete. Yeah. Pitcher. He had a he had like a hundred and forty stolen bases in his really? career. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was number eight all time in batting average. Now, one thing I did look at when I was looking trying to decide on my my, my baseball gate gate goat, um, you know, a big stat that they use in today's game is WAR. Yeah, I, I can't sit here and Win, have a big discussion on wins war, above but, replacement. Right, but you'll be fascinated yeah. to know. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth was number one. I did see that last night, cramming for the for the episode because I'm not a I'm not a fantasy guy in baseball right, because right. it's just it's. But so no, much. Uh, so so for for position players, it was Ruth one, Bonds two, Willie Mays three. So you went Bonds, huh? Well, the the four guys that I looked at to determine who I was going to say was my go to baseball. What was Babe Ruth? Was Mickey Mantle, um, Willie Mays, and Barry Bonds. Now, the greatest player I ever saw play baseball is Barry Bonds. Before, yeah, true the I steroids. Mean, I, I mean, well, he, he even with the steroids. Well, he I was mean, he was doing he was keeping up right. with Joneses. I you mean, know, it was that was the time when it might have it might have helped. I don't think he. I don't. Home runs. I don't think he needed to do. No, steroids. he was. He was. He, he was, was so much better the, than everybody else. He was one of the best hitters, greatest hitters of all time. But, but I, I hate that he did it because it's kept him out of the Hall of Fame, and it, it's yeah. it's tainted his his image. And but he by far was that I got to witness playing ball. The, the greatest I've ever seen from a position player. Yeah, the greatest I've ever seen was Ken Griffey Jr. That's that's my know, that's yeah, my know, personal goat. But you know, on, as far as what I saw play, but I I think uh, for me for me number two, I'm such a I'm am so so much more passionate about the older baseball. Mm-hmm. I have a tie between Willie and Ty Cobb. Those yeah. Are, those are my ties for the for for the one A or one B, however you want to rank them. If Ty if, Cobb, he's the greatest hitter of all time. Right. Um, See, I, I I'm I don't think I'm actually going to give a goat because it's I'm just still too. But if if you said no, you got to give me a goat. It would probably be Willie Mays. I would probably because of going back to what we talked about Jordan. Not only did Willie do it offensively, he he was an incredible. 
defensive play. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Willie Mays had – he made the all-star team 24 years. He had uh, 12 gold gloves. So, and there again, that I'm kind of torn between him. And he's a career 300. Yeah, and I'm kind of torn between him and Bonds because – Bonds was MVP seven times. What Willie Bonds is? Yeah, is his great his his godfather. Godfather, godfather. Yeah, I mean, just think about the talent between those two guys. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Bonds won seven MVPs, and a lot of those were, you know, pre. And I, I don't want to say he did steroids, but alleged right. steroid yeah, use. And, and you gotta you gotta possibly throw trout. End of the discussion. I, I think it's too soon for Trout. For sure, it's definitely but yes, too soon. He, 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 he's definitely. You look at his. He's definitely stats, on his way. He's, he's certainly in. And you it, talk. It, you listen to the other players, the current players, talk about him, and just how much better. Yeah. If he, he can, is. if he can stay on the traje- trajectory that he's on now, he's he's got a shot. Yeah, injuries are starting to play. Yeah, and he's for he's, sure. he's hurt right Same now. Same reason Griffey, you know, yeah. injuries yeah. for sure. Yeah, the uh, baseball takes a takes a toll on that back. Yeah, and then once you start getting those back injuries, you just can't overcome them. Right. Um, all right, let's move on to another no brainer for me. And this this guy right over my shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah. hockey. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. That's, to me, yeah, there's some Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby. You know, there's some. Mario. Mario Lemieux. Yeah. Gordy. There's, there's some, and there's some good youngsters right yeah. now. Austin Matthews and. Uh, I had somebody who I, I had my honorable mention list. That'll come out a little bit later. But, yeah, Gordy. Gordy Howe for sure. Honorable mention. But let, let, me, let me run down. Because this is more impressive. What he did. I don't need to What hear he it, did is more impressive than, than what Jordan did. Yeah, his stats. And I'm just going to well, read it right off of here because I'm not even going to pretend to have memorized this. He, he hasn't memorized, trust me. Look at his wall. <laughs> For those of you that can't see his wall, there's wall. Uh, I am biased it. to the Rangers, but he, he, and, really, he and, really didn't spend a lot of his career with the and Rangers. And we actually got to see him play in person yes, and sir. sat close yep. right behind the great one. Yep. It, was, it was definitely a thrill. But 10 Art Ross trophies, five Ted Lindsay's, one Patrick Award, nine-time Hart, which is your MVP of the league, eight straight years. Yeah. Uh, two-time Con Smythe, five-time Lady Bing, four-time Stanley Champion. You do realize we have a pretty large Southern following. Oh yeah, well, you know, hey, the Hurricanes are bringing hockey to the Carolinas. It's true. They're, they're, it's they're, a great sport. It's um, a great sport. All right, now listen to some of these records. All right, most Art Ross and Hart trophies, most goals in a season of ninety-two. Today's game, if you get fifty, it's considered a great season. He had ninety-two. Most assists in a year, 163. <laughs> That's uh, a great stat right there. Career so, goals, 894. Career assists, 1,963. Career points, 2857. Three straight 200-point seasons. A 51-game scoring, scoring streak. streak. I remember that. And he was the fastest ever to 50 goals. Like I said, today's game, if you get 50, it's considered a great season. He did it in 39 games. Yeah. That's less than half the season. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I His mean, stats are ridiculous. They're mind Crazy, mind. crazy stats. He's a, he's a non and, and obviously, as you can tell from my excitement, he's on the Mount Rushmore with Jordan. So yeah. You, I, I'm not even going to try to surprise you. Two of them are already up there. 
Yeah, I might have to reconsider my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> am I, am I, He's am definitely I, my goat. Am I convincing you? He's my goat for sure of, of, of hockey, no doubt. All right, baseball was one of your favorite sports. I know another one of your favorite sports is golf. Who you got? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it comes down to two guys, right? No, not, not well, not, no, for me it comes down to two guys, but maybe not the two you think. Okay. Clearly, you know, so so just with that being said, I'm an – I'm an Arnold Palmer guy. Okay. Yep. Through and through. Yep. He's he's my favorite sports figure of all time. Okay. Bar none. And that comes from just the man he was off the course. And his drink is wonderful. My daughter loves it. I do too. <laughs> Easily the best drink there for, is. For, for y'all non-Southerners, that's a, that's a iced tea and lemonade mixed together. Sweet tea. Arnold Palmer's from Pennsylvania where he invented the drink. Really? Latrobe, okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't know that well, he invented the drink. Well, originally the iced tea that Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was, yeah. Sweet so, tea here. Right. No, so I, I'm definitely, Arnold Palmer is, is my guy. I mean, that's okay. my guy. But if you, I can't put him up there in the GOAT status. He's my GOAT personally, but I got to go Tiger Woods. And I go Tiger Woods for a number of reasons, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what they are. Easily change the game. He completely changed the game. You know, he, he basically – I'm not even talking about how he in basically brought millions to the game, but he changed the way you look at a golf. Well, they they redesigned golf courses because of him. Yeah, and you, the the just being an athlete in golf, and you know those of us that have golfed our whole lives knew that it was an athletic sport. Mm-hmm. But those that didn't understand golf or didn't like golf didn't think golfers were athletic until Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods made people realize that the game of golf was an athletic event. So he changed the game that way. He he made the game so much more interesting. Um, Like I said, he brought millions to the game. And of course, I'm not going to go into his stats because that they're ridiculous as well. Right. You might have them. I just I just looked Let, at I just looked at the majors. Go ahead. And, I, just oh, looked I, at, I know, you know he won 15. He majors. won he won 15. Jack had 18. And I know he didn't win he as had, much as Jack. Well, he he didn't win as many majors, but he got more wins. 82 career victories, right? Now, well, if you want to count like European and everything, yeah, he's it's got, 123. Oh, okay. Well, to, he's got to 80, Jack's 117. He's got 82 PGA victories, right? Which, which puts him up there. With uh, he's tied with I did see that stat I can't remember Sneed was yeah, Sneed Sam Sneed Sneed yeah yeah Sam they, those two have the most PGA yeah. uh, wins he just you know he just changed the game in such a way you know for a PGA professional I think if you asked if we had a panel of PGA pros they're all going to tell you Tiger because their wallets grew oh, yeah. because of Tiger Woods well presence. I mean there's so many great golfers today because of Tiger because they. They decided I want to get into golf rather than baseball or soccer sure, or yeah. whatever because of what he was doing. Yeah. So I, I I agree with you. Um, I have Arnold as my second. I, I, I looked at it between Jack because sure. I don't know as much about Arnold. Um, you know, Tiger was always compared to. I was always a huge Tiger Woods fan, and he was always compared to Jack. So. Yeah, and, and it was and, always is he going to break Jack's majors? And I, I and really wanted him to like Jack. I've grown to appreciate Jack, but but I don't like Ohio State. I'm not a Buckeye fan. That's going to come out. Right. And that's going to come out. And that's going to have to come out. 
All right, speaking of so Ohio. he's a Buckeye. Speaking of Ohio State, I, I want, wanted to go one more category on the GOATs, and that's coaching. The GOATs of coaching, obviously. Coaching. You know, we, we're, we're probably a little biased. We're very uh, biased. But towards that. But we have statistical backup. Yeah. It, to me, it comes down to Belichick and Saban. Uh, you know, Belichick to me is the the best NFL coach ever, and and Saban to me is the best college coach ever. Uh, you know, Saban's got seven natties, uh, ten SEC championships. Belichick's got six Super Bowl championships, um, all with the goat. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. All with the oh, goat. We haven't. Even, you're right. We haven't even, I skipped over <laughs> that skip one. Over oh, football. I, I skipped over football. That's, well, that's a football's a tough that's football. Awesome. Well, football. But back, back, well, back on, all right, well, back all right, we'll, we'll go back to the coach. Back on coaching, because I, I can keep this one short and sweet. I yeah, mean, I mean, to me, the best coach because you know a lot of people say, well, Saban, he he only is a great coach because he gets great players. Well, recruiting players out of high school to come play for you is part of coaching. Is part of your job responsibility as the coach in college having, football. Having a whole staff of good recruiters is, and and he's had good recruiters who are now recruiting for other schools that are killing it. Right. Yep. Saving's the go. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, as Bama guys, I mean, I know we catch flack for this for not even mentioning the bear. Right. But honestly, Nick Lapton. I think Nick's. I think Nick's the man. I mean, the Bear had no it, scholarship it, requirements. There's a it, lot of things. And it took the Bear twice as many seats. I mean, yeah. twice as long a career. I mean, it was a different era. It was a different, different era, era but, sure. but now, I, to me, there's... Saban's the GOAT. On the pro level, I mean, I guess I'd have to say Belichick just based on pure trophies, you know, but I don't know. I don't really know. Vince well, but, Lombardi, I mean, they have, they have owned that AFC. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. last year with with a skeleton team. I mean, they make the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that was a that was a horrific roster. Yeah, and I mean he he's always been Belichick. Where I tip my cap to him is he's a system coach, and he he'll let star players go. Sure, he because they he's, think they're above like. Coach Saban, man, he's a he's a system coach. It's Trust the process. It's a plug and play. Yeah, and we'll get more into into Saban next week when we're doing our college football uh, preview show. But uh, jumping back because I I, I can't believe I, I skipped right over football because I I got to talk was, about one of one of my boys. No one gonna let you skip. I got to talk about one of my boys. You know, to me, you got an offensive goat and a defensive goat. And I know we talked earlier about you can only have one goat per sport, <laughs> but football's different. But you know I'm a you know I'm a a Giants fan. Yeah. Through the thick and thin, the good, the bad. It's been a lot of bad lately. Yeah, but you know. But to me, LT, he like you were talking about Tiger changing golf. LT changed defensive football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to me. LT's the goat on the defensive side, and I'm gonna give your boy some props. Tom Brady is the goat, the goat of goats in football. I, he's, if, he's, if, if if I'm forced to pick one, Brady is Brady's the goat, and he wasn't blessed with the best physical tools. Uh, 
you know, I mean, we've all seen the combine picture. Sure. And we've all seen the 40-yard dash time, the arm strength. The lack of starting at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, even he, he couldn't even start over Henson. Henson. Uh, I mean, but the, the, the guy is just a winner. Something, yeah, something, just, something happened, and I don't think – I think a lot of people have tried to measure that and tried to figure out what happened, but simply, you know, took Drew uh, Drew Bledsoe getting hurt, right, for it to even occur. Yeah, because I mean, Belichick clearly said he would have started Bledsoe, right, had he been able to come back, and so that basically is what is where the the goat was born. Yep, I mean, it was born from that, so. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm good. You know, clearly, I think Tom Brady is is definitely the goat offensively, and I'm good with doing a goat offensively and defensively in the NFL. Because again, that's just and I'll tell you, how you do uh, that. Aaron Donald is breathing down LT's throat. I yeah. mean, neck uh, uh, as far because that. Yeah, no, Aaron. He's Aaron a dominant defensive Aaron Donald's player. clearly dominant. He's been an All Pro his whole career, right. except for. I think the first year. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. like I said, getting back to just changing the way the game's played, you know, outside linebackers right. blitzing and yeah, it did. It but did. I, I still, I, I'll defer as the overall football goat. I still go Brady. Yeah, if over, you go with one, you go with one, you clearly have to go with with Tom. And I, I still don't understand the 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 hate that Tom gets. Because, well, you know, I you think know, I don't think he gets as much. As he did earlier. No, I agree. I definitely think it's it's died down. I think it's definitely improved because he went on to win a Super Bowl away from Without, Belichick. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't think that would happen. Right. They yeah, because that was the discussion. Is it is it Brady or is yeah. it Belichick or is it the both of them together? And is can, it Kirby can one smart on defense or is it Saban on, as coach? You know, right. They, they yeah. didn't think Saban would win one without Kirby. All right, so – to, to wrap up this segment and uh, get to uh, the segment over there where we get to uh, taste some, some bourbons. Uh, I, I said, our, my bourbon. What, what are you enjoying this evening? This is a little Southern Star, a little uh, local, little local uh, distillery um, in Statesville, North Carolina. This is, I think, uh, Southern Star Paragon. Is it Paragon? Yeah, you know, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I think it's Southern Star Paragon. It's a weeded bourbon. I don't know the proof. We need to. We need. But to I go, like it. We need to go visit them and 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 film a podcast from Let's from the location. That would be sweet. So, yeah, I'm I'm partaking of some uh, rabbit hole. Rabbit Cave hole. Hill. Yeah. Uh, they're out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, nice smooth bourbon, uh, and I'm sure we'll actually do these tastings and rate them in, in a future episode, but. Uh, to wrap up this goat discussion, goat. you know, I said we were going to end it with the goat Rushmore. Goat Rushmore. I've already given you two of mine, Jordan and Gretzky, oh. and uh, my next one is going to be Brady. Brady's on my Rushmore, and then uh, got to have Coach Saban up there. Oh, you went bad. You really went out there. Coach Saban on my. Yeah. My Goat Rushmore. Goat Rushmore. Now, I went a little more traditional. All right, let's hear it. A little more traditional. I got the babe. Okay. I got the babe on my Mount Rushmore. I think when you when you think of athletes or you think of baseball, Babe Ruth, man. Babe Ruth, he, he just transcends the generations. Michael Jordan. Obviously. 
Tom Brady. Obviously. And Tiger Woods. Okay. He's on my goat Rushmore. Yeah, Tiger. With a, with a close, almost Muhammad Ali. Yeah, and we didn't get into boxing, but... Uh, I mean, Muhammad you know, Ali just... He's he's a he's a goat. Yeah. He's a, he's a goat junior. So you, so we both had uh, Brady and and Jordan. Yes. And then and you went with uh, Tiger went with and Babe. Tiger and Babe. And I went with uh, Saban. Saban. And Gretzky. And Gretzky. And I had I'll give you my my honorable mention. I had Muhammad Gretzky. I had Roger Federer. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk tennis. Serena yeah, we Williams. Did. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are those are some goats. Oh yeah, Serena by far. Yeah. I had Jack up there, Michael Phelps. Yeah. And Usain Bolt. Oh yeah. There's some. Yeah, there's and some, as a track guy, I, I mean, because I, I actually I can't did, believe you. Well, I, I go track, and I actually did think Carl Lewis too. Yeah, because Carl, you yeah. know, uh, Usain didn't quite do all the event. You know, Carl also did the long jump. Yeah. Um, but you know, now Serena though. Serena's. I mean, that's that's a good one. That's that's the interesting part of this discussion is. Yeah. You throw those names in there. I'll throw another one in there that I didn't add. The 1980 USA Olympic hockey team. Yeah. That, that was a team of that whole team was a goat. That yeah. Was I mean, a that's great, a whole, that's a whole other discussion where you yeah, want to talk about teams. Go, go to YouTube. <laughs> go to YouTube and and research the Miracle on Ice and watch that. Watch the hockey team from the 80 Olympics. That was a crazy time. That was a very patriotic time. Well, I think we need to wrap up this this portion of the podcast and um, make our way over to the bar where we can do some bourbon tasting and and ratings. We got got to make sure we uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, you know, this this episode. You know, this was a a long time coming for us, you know. We've, we. I enjoyed it. Did you? Enjoy I did, it? man. <laughs> of course, we're not done yet. No, I know, but you we still know, got our favorite part. I want to make sure, you know, you guys, you guys follow us. It's important that you guys, you know, check us out on our socials. Um, you know, we wouldn't, we we won't get far if we don't get, you know, you guys interested. So we're working hard on our content. You know, we want to make sure that our content is something that you enjoy. So. You know, we work we work diligently our own jobs, and then we put together this podcast, and and a lot goes into it. Give a little shout out to Calissa. You can't see Calissa, you know she's she's our producer, um, and she's put a, a lot of work into this, and I'm I'm really impressed by what she did. So that's Matt's daughter, Calissa. So <laughs> we'll call her KK. Um, she's important to this podcast too. So, um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're listening to us, you know you can hit us up on uh, our TikTok. You know we have all the socials: TikTok at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. We have an Instagram also at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. And then I would love for everyone to go to our YouTube at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' and watch us. Um, and and interact you know that'll be really good if we get to that point um lastly you know if you want to send out some some personal messages maybe uh some content uh things that you would like for us to talk about we will gladly listen to that read that at, at our email address which is i have to read this um bourbon buzz ball and pr at gmail.com um don't uh don't put a uh 
ing at the end of our ball and it's just <laughs> in so please uh, send us some email interact with us follow us like our stuff and uh, we look forward to talking to you at our next podcast right. you want to give them a have we come up with a sneak peek uh, we'll let them know after we do the tasting okay all right what time is it oh, oh yeah that's right we almost next, forgot we forgot our next segment that's that's <laughs> That's important. We like to call our, our next segment, uh, Rate That Shit. <laughs> well, we've made our way over to the bar. Um, I think uh, this is clearly my favorite segment of the podcast, Absolutely. Colby. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed the, 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 the good discussion we had earlier, but it's time, to, it's time to taste some bourbons. Time to taste some bourbons. So we do have a, a unique rating system uh, to our podcast, and... For those of you that can't see the screen, I'm going to describe this to you. Uh, we go from a, a system of good or, or poor all the way to what we consider good. And so for, for us, what we would consider not so good be brown bag. If we like it, but we might want to just throw some Coke in there, your favorite mixer. We call that the mixer. And then we move on from there if, if it's getting better. We like it. We like it on the rocks, maybe diluted just a little bit. And then lastly, if it's to, to us, not necessarily top shelf. Right. Because right. it, it can be it can be a $25, $30 bottle of bourbon. Right. We, we like that neat. Neat is where you just you just pour it in the glass and you just sip on it. So just let the bourbon speak for itself. That's right. So we, we've decided we're going to go with three different bourbons, and I'm going to let Colby discuss what we have in front of you. Well, basically, you know, everybody has different budgets, what they want to spend on bourbon. So we basically have broken it down to kind of three price points. So our entry-level bourbon is like a $30 bottle or below. Then our, our mid-entry would be like the $30 to $50 price range. And then our third entry would be above that. So we, we don't want to just go out and get the best bourbons and tell you how great they are. We want to for people to understand, you know, hey, I, I'm not the guy, kind of guy that wants to spend $50 for a bottle of bourbon. Right, right. What's good that I can get for under 50 Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, that's why we want to go ahead and... And you know, most weeks we'll do we'll do the the the, the different levels. Uh, sometimes we might do flights. Um, sometimes we might do tutorials of you know how to how to taste or how to mix or how to make different drinks. Um, but for today's show, we're gonna we're gonna sample three bourbons. Uh, the first one, you know, obviously we just did a show that was focused on the goats, the greatest of all time. That's a pretty apropos bourbon. For right. Well, there's, there's a bourbon made right down the road, Indian Trail, North Carolina. It goes for right at about 30 bucks in the ABC store. Um, uh, it's 80 proof, and uh, it, it's a white oak charred bourbon. So we're going to start out with that one and do the tasting. Thank you, sir. Betcha. Of course, first we want to smell it. I like to, I like to look at the color. Now, this this really cloudy looking to me. It is you know, cloudy. It's really cloudy looking. I don't know if it's because it's been sitting out for a little bit, but well, we did. We do like to let our bourbon breathe before we taste know, it. It's really cloudy. But it's it's cloudy, a light amber color. 
I like to see what it, what kind of what kind of residual you get on the glass, you know, because it kind of lets me know if it's thicker or if it's thinner. Not a lot of leg there. Mm -mm. Ooh, that's got that's smoky. That's very very smoky. Smells very, like a campfire. Yes, really. <laughs> that's a good good way to describe it. I think it, it might should be called campfire. Right, right. And not yes. goat, but right. it smells like a campfire. I mean, let's let's get that Kentucky hug. Definitely tastes like it smells. Smells tastes like a campfire. <laughs> I feel like I just got a, a piece of charred wood. Mm. First taste is, uh, I mean, it's just really, there's no thickness to it. I think it's, you know, it lacks complexity is what a bourbon taster will tell you. It's it's not very complex. Good thing um, is there's not a lot of burn. No, no burn at all. Here's what I got to say about, about the goat. If you like a smoked old-fashioned, you can make one with, and you wouldn't need a smoker. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, let's rate that shit, Dustin. Man, I got to be honest with you, that's a brown bag. I mean, <laughs> man, that's, I mean, I love smoky, too. I know you... I'm not a huge... He don't I'm, like smoked meat or anything. Yeah, right? I'm he not, not like butt smoked. Yeah, I'm not a huge nothing. smoke fan. I, I, do, I do have a smoker. I do do a smoked old-fashioned occasionally, and we'll probably share those on yeah. one episode. His, his old-fashioned is the best. This is a little too smoky. Nah, that's brown um, bag, man. I'm, let's, I'm let's going, move on. I'm going now. brown bag with that I'm, one as well. I mean, I, I hate to say this to you, but there is some much, much better 30, 30 and under. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get into those at future episodes. The reason we wanted to do that one tonight was because that was the theme of our show, was talking about goats. But hey, if you like Smokey, this is this is your bourbon. Exactly. Smokey and exactly. What you got? We're going to move on. Basil, Basil Hayden Toast. Uh, this is about $50, so this is right at the upper end of our, our middle price range. And, and this one's hard to find. It's hard to find. You, you, can, you can find the, the regular Basil Hayden, um, yeah. but it's hard to find the toast. So if, if the liquor store has it, you might want to grab it. So um, we're, we're in North Carolina where the ABC stores, the state controls, you know, the distribution of our, of our alcohol. So... Um, you know, we're at the mercy of, you know, where you live and how much, I don't know, how much traffic your ABC right. gets, how much volume. So there's a lot of bourbon, you know, that it's hard for us to get. We right. have to go out of state. This to, one's to, not even, the next one we're going to do is not even sold in North no, Carolina. No, you have to go to Kentucky for us or, or, or Georgia. Georgia to find and it. Actually, in South Carolina. And Virginia. I've, I've, yeah. But anyway. But we're jumping ahead. Let's get back. Let's yeah. get back to the Basil Hayden. The we, basil, we get excited about yeah, this Basil Hayden. It's uh, about, like I said, about fifty dollars. I think it's forty nine ninety five in our ABC store. So it just made the cut. Um, but like Dustin said, it is hard to find because usually, as soon as it goes up on a shelf, people snatch them and, and take them away. Um, it's also eighty proof, um, which usually I'm I'm not a huge fan of anything no. below ninety. But but eighty proof. Um, and this is like I said, they're toast. So let's, eighty proof lacks that that hug. Let's you give know. it. Let's give it a try. I here. do like I do like the color. I mean, it's you know, still light, it's, light amber. It's still a little bit light for not, for a really high quality bourbon. Not as cloudy as the goat was. No, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the goat no more. I almost, I almost need a saving. almost need a uh, a water to get that smoke taste out of my mouth. 
I'm sorry, goat. But, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I had high hopes for the goat. It smells good. Mm-hmm. I like the smell. Yeah, you can, you can, you can smell the, the little and and. The reason I picked this one was because it is a toast, and I figured we were going from a, a smoky to a toast, and you can you can get a little uh, toasted it's, oak. It's smooth. Smell to it. It's smooth. It's got a it's got a, a slight little slight little burn to it. Um, honestly, uh, for fifty bucks, I mean I'm I'm getting a vanilla. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know if I don't know if I'm that good. If I'm that good, I definitely can 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 smell and taste the oak and some nuttiness to it. Yeah, like like yeah. All right, Dustin, let's rate that shit. I gotta be honest with you on this one. For fifty bucks, I'm a little disappointed. I think it's a little overrated. Right. I think they're driving some. Some value of this, you know, for the the, the rarity and the rarity of it. But I mean, I I gotta I gotta put this for me. I, it's a mixer. If I, I if it's all I got, I'll put I, some rocks on it. But it's a mixer for me. And 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 I hate to agree with you again. <laughs> why? I don't understand why you gotta hate to agree with well, me. Well, you know, I I, I, I I mean. And, and we don't always have the same taste in no. bourbons, but it's, it's a mixer for me too. It's a it's a it's a two on our, our rating scale, and that's not to say don't buy it, don't drink it. No, no, it's it's good, it's good. But for fifty bucks, I mean, but yeah, I, I, I mean, there's I, there's bottles that that I'd rather if I'm gonna spend my fifty dollars on that I would buy before absolutely. I would buy that. Yeah, and, it, and it, I like I I've had the the regular basil. Hey, yes, yeah, and it, I think it's better than the. Taste. And there again, it could be the eighty proof. Like I said, I am, I am usually not a big fan of of a bourbon until it gets to ninety or above. That makes you a pro. That makes you a pro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last bourbon of the evening, and that. Something about that bottle. I like that. What's what's the big the, deal? The pot still. That? Well, I, that, this is the, actually the shape of the stills that bourbon is actually distilled in. Uh, so this is actually called the Willet Pot Still Reserve. Uh, it's 94 proof, so it's up there where I like it to be. And this is made in Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, which is like the bourbon capital of the world. Seem to remember a place <laughs> in Bardstown, and I, I feel like we bought this in person. I believe we've been there before. That's a that's another episode. And that, yeah, that's well, and actually, episode. we need we need to write our North Carolina ABC board and tell them, yeah, bring this here. That's a that's a that's a really cool. If anything is, it, it might be worth it just for the bottle. Yeah, it's a beautiful bottle. I usually leave, you know, I I, I keep my other bottles on the shelves or underneath, but this what's, one. I, what's that one cost? This yeah. one, it it depends uh, where you are. If if it's a regulated cost, it's going to be about fifty two to fifty five dollars. Uh, if you're like in Georgia, where they don't regulate, you might have to pay sixty dollars for mm -hmm. it. Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember 
what we paid at the distillery. Is that is that the bottle? This, no, this, this you is think a, that that no, you still got that bottle? <laughs> that's, that's a true story. That too is another story. That might be a a, a, a TikTok live one night. Um, no, but you bought a bigger bottle. Now this, this was oh, the size. Okay. The, this, right. this is the one point seven five. So that was eighty. That was eighty nine bucks. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember. I'll be honest with you. But Maybe but a fifth good. of it. You know, when I'm telling you the price, and when I say it's about fifty-two based to fifty-five, I'm basing it on the fifth. Um, this, this I know my brother brought me, and it was ninety-one in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, that's I, I'm more looking at the fifths. I like the color for sure. I mean, the color is it's not it's it's golden. It's got a nice color. It leaves a, a nice residue on my glass, so it kind of oh yeah, the nice legs kind of gives me the idea that it's going to be you know real flavorful and complex. So got a really good smell. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 real smooth. Yeah, you would think with the higher proof that you would get that burn. What proof was that again? 94. 94. Yeah, that's, you know, you would no, think that, that, that Kentucky smooth. hug would just burn from here to here on that first sip. Mm, that's a smooth. That's, that's But that is very smooth. No burn. Mm -mm. Yeah, hit me another glass of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I got to work tomorrow. Um, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a top top shelf neat for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a... A rock that doesn't need anything. I would drink that one. A, a, a good fillet mm -hmm. and a glass of that on the side, and yeah. you're set. Yeah, that that bottle is is worth it. So if you can find, yeah, like that the, that's the problem with this one yeah. in our area. It's um, worth the drive. You ever uh, find yourself going through Kentucky? But yeah, um, that that one, that one to me, we went to that yeah. distillery. Yeah, we went to that distillery, and that was that was. Uh, we didn't get to do a tour. We didn't do the tour we there. Tour, but we got to go through the store, and that's clearly that's clearly a neat for me. Yes. Yeah. So, so to recap, with the goat, unfortunately, we we rated that a brown bag. Um, <laughs> makes me makes the goat boy come out a little bit. I, I don't think I the buy that. Uh, the basil Hayden. Uh, we rated that a. Uh, we both we both said that was a mixer. That's a mixer. I would buy it. I would drink it. Um, but uh, hey, your guests, you can buy that, you know, shelf it for your guests because they exactly you, know, you could sell it to anybody. Is that's hard to find, and it right. is hard to find here. But I mean, I I throw some coke on that, right? And then uh, the Willet, we both said just pour it in a glass and enjoy. It it's definitely a neat. So sweet. That wraps up our first uh, episode of. Uh, Bourbon buzzed and balling. Yeah, it was good. Man. I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, uh, look forward to next week. Uh, next week we're gonna, you know, come in hot like we always do. We're gonna start the show coming in hot. Talk about any current events that are happening uh, between now and next week. And we wait to. We pretty much wait to. Yeah, we last right minute. up to the last minute. Uh, you know, like I said, we film usually either on a Sunday or Monday, so it might not be exactly. But, uh, you know, we try to keep it relevant. And, uh, and then next week's 
uh, random topic is going to be college football preview. You know, yeah. season's coming up on us quick. Yeah, and, we'll uh, do our preview show. We got to get into it. Gotta yeah, so that. we'll we'll talk. We'll give give y'all our thoughts on uh, this upcoming college football season, and uh, then then we'll wrap it up with three another, new contestants. Yeah, another another bourbon tasting. Uh, we're gonna have to find a better <laughs> entry level. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep searching and, and keep giving our recommendations. Uh, until then, uh, you know, please, like Dustin said earlier, follow us, like us, uh, Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin', uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we do have an email address if you'd like to, if you want to make a suggestion on this is the best $30, $40, $50 bottle of bourbon I've ever had. We will run down to the store and get it, and we'll feature it on our show, and we'll give you a shout-out. Um, so shoot us an email, bourbonbuzzedandballinpr at gmail.com. Let me turn around and make sure I got it right. You got it right. Hey, I got it right. <laughs> right. So until next week, we don't have a glass. We, 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 we drank everything. We, uh, we forgot our glass. Yeah, we, didn't, hey. we didn't bring anything over here, but... But Both cheers. Where legends are made. You know, yeah. I got to throw that in there. But, you know, <laughs> that's all good. Cheers, and we'll see you next week. See you.